Welcome back, everyone, to the After Hours Adventures podcast. I am your eternal dungeon master turned host, currently getting razzed and flamed by my players because apparently my fucking bottles sound flaccid when I try to cheers them. <laughs> A little right, I lied, Jonathan. Joke. It's because you're getting it at the top. Is this gonna make it better? Wait, wait, okay, okay. Yeah. Step by step tutorial. I have the bottles in hand. The flaccid one and the, the not flaccid one. The, the middle of the chode. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. This is this is a very bold thing to try to do, considering the fact that I have broken multiple glasses on fucking podcasts on my Oh yeah, glass. your cat eats glass. And my cat tries to eat glass, and my wife is still really pissed off at me for those shot glasses that we broke. Anyways. We are joined once again by our lovely, 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 lovely players. Uh, even the one that calls my drink flaccid. Um, starting with Eric McGill. Ayo! What the <laughs> fuck? That was kind of hype beast of you, Eric. Yeah. Oh, God. You talk to start like a fucking fashion brand or something? Shit. Yo, you heard of Supreme? Talk about fucking... Turtle creep. I don't know. Anyways, we have okay. Eric Miguel. Looking roasted for how I said hi. <laughs> we also have Kylie Gibson. What's happening, y'all? And lastly, we have Michelle on. Hi. I'm confused. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> God damn it, guys. This is gonna be so great. I'm so excited for this episode. I don't know what's gonna uh, happen. Alright. Wait, so so before the before I even do the recap, guys, I have a question. Are we doing Nat 20 Nat 1 rules? Yes. Yes. Um I have a special treat. My um device has many settings, as is tradition, and I will move these settings in accordance with the roles. Okay, um, Michelle already looks like she's about to pass out, so Michelle, <laughs> are you doing that too, or are you doing a drink or something? I'm okay with doing the thing. Okay, this is gonna I be- Davina might there, burn some guys. herbs this episode. <laughs> All right. I'll just blow them in that direction. <laughs> I think that's a good I don't think she should do the thing. I want her uh, to drive home tonight, <laughs> very safe and sound. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, wait. Really? pretty much. Pretty much. Just breathe through your Not nose. Okay. Either way, uh, Tucker is a, obviously a fan of uh, Tuck's Hard Lemonade, um, and I'll be drinking uh, soju straight tonight um and eventually maybe i'll switch over to ch some chinese beer because why not anyways now that we've gotten the the ground rules so to speak the 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 rules of war between us um settled let's do a quick recap before we jump back into this episode uh... this is straight soldier i'm not oh i'm not chugging i must say visually <laughs> that was impressive Auditorially, nothing really happened. Alright, that's fine. Gene, your pullout um, game is too strong. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> what? Wait, what? You pulled, you pulled out of that, that jug. bottle away from your mouth too quickly. You pulled out of that jug. Last time we met, our adventurers collected their husky-sized direwolf, not Chow Chow, pup from Mel Shadow Manor affectionately naming the pup Cody. 
They found out that Cody had been a bit rough with the creatures at Moshadow Manor, Gork, a few horses, and his sheep at least being among the victims to his roughhousing. After some meat bribery, the group convinced Cody to follow them before heading back to Goods Goodies as it was fully nighttime. Upon arriving at the bakery, Tucker decided to bid the two girls farewell and headed back to his own dwelling at the Madeline Barrel where he apparently has a room. Davina and Tara went inside Goods Goodies, accidentally scaring Bella and Damien awake with their noise before giving Cody a pig-in-the-blanket treat. Cody proceeded to fall asleep in the main room as Davina joined her parents and Tara, at Bella's suggestion, made her way to the Twin Feathers Tavern to get a room for the night. The fully automated unseen servant ran night shift of the tavern was a bit jarring for Tara, but she was noticed by Usei Bravebeak before being let into a room. Tucker, meanwhile, tried on his goggles of night on his way back to his place, marveling at being able to see in the dark for the first time in his life. Eric ended up rolling a crit success on a perception check for Tucker to notice Ivan spying on him from four stories of watching his return home. Upon arriving at the Madeline Barrel, Tucker met with Osley, the owner of the Madeline Barrel, with whom Tucker rents a room from, at three and a half gold per week. After paying rent and having a nice potato dinner, Tucker went upstairs, almost slipped and ate shit on some ball bearings he had left out before promptly falling asleep, leaving the window open. The next morning, through various means, each of the trio came across an envelope with a wax seal showing a ferret juggling fire, containing a letter from Ivan detailing the plans of their assassination to happen later tonight. So, our party is currently split. However, they've all got some things that they need to handle themselves before they meet up for their assassination mission. We'll be jumping between players today, although maybe, who knows, we might have some people meet up with each other. With that being said, who wants to go first, or should we let the dice decide? Are you telling me that I tripped on those ball bearings twice? Not yes, once, but you twice, tripped yeah. on them when you went home, and then you tripped on them in the morning. One for each ball. Oh, God. That's why y'all were so excited that I picked them up. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. A good old-fashioned roll. A roll-off, so to speak. 14, 11, 15. So we will go with Eric first, or should I say Tucker first? So Tucker, you have just finished reading this envelope. Um, you took a little bit of time last or this morning to to um, you know clean up the ball bearings that you've left out. Honestly, I like to think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I like to think that was part of your like first adventures, like thieves kit, and you were so excited you just took everything out when you first got there but then ever since then you you kind of forgot to clean it up you do have ball bearings that you've just bought but like you never cleaned up your first ones that's what i like to think but you can correct me if i'm wrong that would imply that i've had ball bearings on the floor of my apartment for like years yeah right yeah (laughs) i don't i don't think so i think they probably just fell all right all right all right all right that's my headcanon it can be anyone else's too but sure type a personality is like no there has not been bulk bearings on the floor i'll just like i have to think about this logically like either tucker has had them there for years in which point, in which case he would not trip over them because he's used to them being there. that's fair or they only got there recently and he was just too lazy to pick them up last night. 
Yeah, that's also fair. All right, so yeah, Tucker, um, you've cleaned up some of the ball bearings that you dropped recently. What would you like to do? You recall the words that you had with Osley last night about the basement. You you know that in the morning, you know, breakfast is, is there if you want to buy it. Um, although Osley typically just slips you some stuff without really charging you. Uh, you guys have a pretty good rapport, although he normally does ask some questions about your recent work when you guys um, when you guys eat together. Sure, I'll go down and have breakfast with Osley. Cool. Do I have clothes to put on? Um, you have some like. How does Tucker? <laughs> you have some essentially like uh like patchwork stuff that you kind of put on. It's it's mostly adornment. You your species doesn't really need to wear clothes just because of the fact that nudity is not the same kind of concept as it is for mammals for reptiles. In which case, I would like to go downstairs and have some breakfast with Oz. My main man, the big wizard. He's not a wizard, but okay. So you head downstairs. You open. Well, yeah, Noah's was a wizard. God damn it! So you open your door. You start heading down. Uh, you, I'm assuming you tuck the uh, the letter from Ivan somewhere. Sure. Let's say it's I don't know between my shell and my arm somewhere. You do have a bag if you'd like to put it in your bag. Yeah, he's always you trying put... to look things in his titties <laughs> really his his chesticles um so you put yeah i, for, I forgot i have a backpack I'll, i will put it in that cool. is it a backpack or is it it's a bag? like a backpack yeah you put the the letter in your backpack kind of thinking over the details that you've been given you've had hit missions before though not obviously at this level but you're kind of thinking over the details as you open the door and start going downstairs. As a reminder for the Madeline Barrel, there's only two rooms here for people to stay. It's literally just you and Osley that actually like sleep here. He essentially, he doesn't really need anyone to help him run the tavern. He kind of just runs it by himself and he has the extra room for, you know, to rent out, which he's renting it out to you currently at like around half or maybe even like a third of the usual cost. But you head downstairs and you see that in your time of kind of musing and cleaning uh, the, the the ball bearings and kind of thinking over the letter and such, the morning rush has died down a little bit. There's definitely still a lot of patrons in here eating, but a lot of people are kind of finishing their meals and on the way out as opposed to people coming in. The flow of the restaurant looks like, you know, there's it's, it's dying down. And to this end, Osley is kind of standing by the counter, keeping an eye out for anybody that might need anything. Um, you see he does have a towel kind of over his shoulder. Probably he just cleaned up a table or something. Um, but you see that the uh, the stools near the, the front are actually available. There's nobody sitting in them if you want to join at the counter. So you would, you would say that it's between breakfast and lunch? right about now it's like late breakfast um but the people that come to osley's place to to the madeline barrel are typically more kind of working class um so because of that they are either farm hands or they're like construction people or just people that kind of do that line of work and they start early early morning people. yeah they start early which means that their rush is a lot earlier in the day so this is still kind of t like I would say this is maybe like 9 nine thirty. so a lot of people should still be coming to get breakfast but the kind of food that he gives to people is normally you know the the kind that you consume before you go and do like a full day of labor so because of that it's a lot more empty now I'll sit at the counter and uh, get Oz's attention morning Oz can I get the usual yeah of course uh, you're uh, you're up a little bit early you doing all right had a bit of a night last night, but I'd rather not talk about it yet. 
I just need a chill morning. Right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go. I think I still have a little bit of uh, potato wedges in the back, and um, surprisingly, nobody wanted any of the breakfast sausage today, so I'll, I'll serve that with it, yeah? Can you watch the front for me for a sec? Uh, those two tables over there still need to pay. Yeah, I ain't got you, Oz. And I'll deal with those rats after. I wanted to talk to you about the rats. Uh, I'll be right back, but there's there's some weird, weird shit going on with them. I I, I need to talk to you about it, though. Mm, love the sound of that. He heads back into the kitchen, and um, uh, uh, not too long later, again, he doesn't really make any of the food fresh for you necessarily, unless you specifically like ask for it. Um, he has like a lot of stuff that he kind of makes in bulk in the mornings, uh, just so he can kind of have it all ready, since again, this is kind of a one-man operation for the most part. Um, but he brings out some potato wedges and a sliced sausage and kind of presents it to you. Um, and he leans across from you. You see he looks, he does kind of a quick sweep of the room to see if any of the tables need anything. Um, he quickly goes and gets a table water as you begin your meal before he kind of pops back around. So, um, do you think you're gonna, you're gonna visit the farm anytime soon? Yeah, I'll probably go back in a couple of days. Take a little time to see everyone help out a bit all right well yeah if you uh if you head back make sure you let me know um i have some stuff i you know if it's not too much problem i i have some stuff i'd like to you to take back if you if you have a chance yeah um, no worries man i got you so the rats um hmm i uh huh. We've talked about this before, you know, I'm a little bit queasy around most, ooh, most, most city animals. Um, not quite like the, the ox that I'm used to. Um, they were a little weird looking and sounding the last time I was downstairs. Weird how? There was just a lot more skittering than usual. Um, and you know, I, I can't see in the dark. Uh, and the, I, I don't light the torches downstairs unless I'm, you know, I'm going to be working there for a bit. So I didn't get the best look at the thing, but it looked a little bit bigger than, uh, than, than, than they normally do. Hmm. Define a little bit bigger. More like a cat size than a rat. <sighs> and the PTSD comes in and the flashbacks from Nam begin <laughs> going back to what, episode three, four in the sewers? I'll take care of them. Let me just finish up my food and then I'll head down. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, if you're going to go down, I can light one of the torches by the door. That should give you enough to see the the rest of the... I, I'm sorry, Tuck. I just, I really, I'm so queasy about them. I, I, uh, I don't want to go down there by myself, but I'm with you. If I'm with you, I, I think I'll be able to just light the torch for you so you can at least see what's going on. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, well, honestly, let's just get this over with and then I'll leave my food after. All right. Um, oh, actually, it's almost um, it's almost time for the, the, the breakfast rush to finish. There's only a few more tables left. Do you do you mind? You can probably eat first. I don't want to leave the, the front unoccupied that whole time. Sure. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Take take your time, too. I I <laughs> I'm not eager to go down there, um, but between you and me, I'm actually almost out of supplies that I had already brought up since the last time, and uh, if not for the slow rush today, honestly, I might have had to turn some people away, so it'd be really, really helpful if you could get rid, rid of the rats, uh, whatever rats are down there. Yes, I got Thanks. you. Don't worry about Thanks. it. Thanks. Hey, um, next time you need to pay for the room, you, you can take a few more days, alright? You don't have to pay me on time each time. The 
you know, we, we make enough money here to meet ends meet, and that's, honestly, that's good. Bruh. Said no landlord ever. Yeah, who who is this man? I don't know, but I'm killing those rats <laughs> if it pays my Jeez, rent. Yeah. <laughs> so you start having, uh, you know, you start kind of slowly munching through your breakfast, keeping an eye on the, the various people that have come here to eat. Um, there, there's a lot of regulars here. Um, this is still kind of a bit of a unknown place for a lot of people, to be honest. A lot of people don't. Perception check. Go ahead and roll perception. 18 plus four is 22. Good. 22. Wow. Who's That's the shady guy? Role. It is. Um, nobody here looks like they would try to just dine and dash, so to speak. Um, everybody, you know, it's, it's a lot of the regulars. Uh, you don't really talk to them that often, to be honest, but you recognize a lot of their faces. A lot of them will work for the nobility um, as kind of laborers in some way, shape, or form. Um, there's a few people whose jobs is literally just to like, it's really demeaning, but essentially just be there to kind of wait on certain noble uh, nobility, certain like lords and such. Um, these are definitely like the working class folk. And you see a lot of them are, are kind of grumpy because they do have to go to their shitty jobs soon, but they're all like, you know, paid fairly well for for what they do because they are laborers for for people that make a lot of money do i uh have any kind of rapport yeah rapport with the any of these people they don't really talk to you since i look after the bar sometimes yeah they they don't really talk to you and the reverse is true you don't really talk to them like you've exchanged downwards nods with them sometimes like you know in the street if you see them randomly and stuff you'll you'll like nod to them but you've never gotten to the point where you'll wave or actually say hi um and the reverse is true too these are very much like they essentially do customer service work for like 18 hours a day or more like 16 hours a day so these are not the kind of people that like off hours are like oh hey what how are you doing like they're they're very much just like uh, mm -hmm, mm." many of them have families and such that the the money pays for um so probably not the most useful for access no no in terms of like access with like a noble no definitely not these guys also like they are very very careful about their jobs because they're very replaceable but yeah it definitely pays better to be working for a noble no matter the job as opposed to like doing any other kind of work in the city um just because the nobles really since they all manage a essentially a trade route of some kind it's it's pretty stifling um in terms of the economy all right do you have any other questions Nah, seems like the the place is pretty uh, quiet yep. today. All right, as you eat your food, let's jump over to Davina. Davina, you are walking Cody currently. Um, you're kind of letting him lead a little bit just because you're curious, I imagine, to see what he does. The <laughs> first thing he did was go over to a patch of grass around the corner from your house and he's been squatting for a solid 15 minutes now. Ooh, that sounds kind of painful. He does have a very pained expression. Uh, I don't suppose I have experience in helping animals take a shit? <laughs> um. <laughs> Would you like to roll a constitution saving throw for your puppy? Yes. Oh, for my, do I have to use, wait, do you have stats? My god, is this puppy gonna have an anal fissure? Oh god. Um, the, the dog has a plus one to con, and I will say it's a DC 10 to have his bowels pass smoothly. Mm, with a four, it seems like it's passing like a kidney stone. Oh god, oh no! <laughs> oh no! 
Oh, fuck. Um, he starts whining a little bit as he's trying to take a shit. You see some town guard walks by, concerned, looking at it, and then they see that it's tied- the- uh, Cody is tied to a rope that's attached to you, and one of them kind of comes up and is like, over the sound of Cody's whining goes, Um, hello, is your- Looks to the dog, looks to Cody, looks back to you. Is your pet alright? Um... You know how, like, in a really busy town and there's, like, a lot of people in the way? And, like, you can't get through to get to where you want to go? And so you're kind of, like, stuck there? You are his owner, yes? So, like, he's trying to take a poo and it's, like, his poo is, like, the bunch of people in the crowd and it can't, like, get through? He looks you up and down in your leather armor, pouch full, or pouch and hip socket, hip hip pocket full of herbs and various random nature shit. He looks at your stick, your broomstick, as well as your shield, and just kind of looks you up and down. Do you not have some understanding of nature? What do you mean? I'm a nature expert. (laughs) I'm in nature all the time. I am nature. In which case, should you not help your pet with their bowel movements you mean like stick a finger up there (laughs) i don't necessarily mean that i just meant helping your pet in some way whether it's stomach rubs or giving it some kind i don't know i I guess when there's a lot of people in the crowd you just gotta push them through right I suppose so. Are you going to do something to Cody right now? <laughs> no. I hope not. I will try my best, sir. Um, I lean down into the patch of grass. I start to pull up some uh, some blades and bring it to Cody's mouth. And I say, Hey, Cody, eat this. Grass is good for poop. As you do this, the town guard is going to cautiously, like, kind of pat Cody on the head and give you the help action. Go ahead and give me an animal handling check with advantage. Ooh, 15, oh, uh, well, I guess I'll roll. 12. 15 plus, plus 5. So unnatural 20. So unnatural 20. Okay. Um, with your assistance with grass and with this town guard kind of helping you a little bit, um, you are able to help Cody pass his shit. And you see that there's a moment when Cody is just like, his face has been kind of pressed in this weird face of concentration for so long. And there's just kind of this release and like euphoria as he's able to just fully shit on the grass in front of you. And the town guard immediately backs way the fuck up away from it. Uh, you see one person walking in the street almost faints and has to be kind of carried away by their friend. Um, you see several people just like grabbing random piece of cloth and covering their mouth and quickly walking away from the scene as this foul, foul odor fills this street. I, uh, um, I, but- I stare at this, this mound of fecal matter uh, for like five seconds and then I look to this officer. Is he an officer? Like a town guard, so an officer, yeah. Okay, I, I look at this town guard for another 10 seconds. Do I have to pick that up? Please do. Okay. Um. Cody looks happy now, by the way. Cody looks very happy now. Cody, somehow Cody has sweat on his brow from that shit. I, I don't really have any doggy bags on me right now. 
Um, do you, do you have anything that I can use? I don't, I really don't want to have to pick this up with my hands because then I'm going to have to wash them off and, and don't blame me if I use the fountain to do that. Question, how big is this shit? This is a wolf pup. And this is massive. Define massive. Um, human-sized shits. Wow, okay, oh, yeah, that, wow. Is that bad? That's a big bag, okay. Wait, how tall is this dog? He's a husky. For a husky, that's very large. The town guard guy wordlessly opens his pack and offers you a, a, a set of rags. Well, that's better than nothing, I guess. Thanks. Do you pick up the poop? Yes, I pick up the poop like a responsible little girl with trauma. There is a disposal bin nearby. Okay. This is what you got that honorary pin for from the police Oh, officer. that's right. Being a good, responsible citizen. You pick up the poop, you put it in the disposal bin, you come back. Cody is sitting there so happy. He's been trying to shit for hours now. And as you are coming back, you see that this random town guard guy has... Uh, in the time that you have picked up the poop and put it into a disposal bin, taking out a little pin that looks strangely familiar, and he hands it to you, careful to not touch the hand that was holding the rag that pick up, picked up the poop, and says, please be careful in the future about where your pet uh, decides to vacate their bowels um but thank you for not just leaving it here and he hands you a uh a similar pin as the one that you had first gotten that says uh town garden training uh, outstanding citizen okay i grab it with my poop hand oh god (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much sir he looks so disgusted uh but he he lets you take it and just nods solemnly looks one more time at your pet and walks away um, as you're standing here, by the way, during this entire interaction, um, you're not that far, actually, from Goods Goodies. Um, and as you're standing here, you hear your mother calling to you. Davina! 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 <sighs> yeah? <sighs> Hi, sweetie. Hi. Uh, are you... Why were you talking to... Uh, are you alright? Yeah, we're fine. Cody just had to take a really big poop and I had to help him. I'm not going to... Okay. Um, your father to- your father told me you're going to, to the Twin Feathers Tavern, right? Yeah. Did you need something? Can you can you actually take over this box of uh, of citrus loaves? I, I forgot. Um, Kugaf had asked for it for like last week, but we haven't been over there because of all the... The Lord Mel Shadow stuff and, and everything, but I can you please take this over with you? Oh yeah, okay. Can Cody have some too? Please don't let Cody have any. Uh, uh, I'll um. There, there's another batch of pigs in a blanket that's finished. If there's any left at the end of the day, he he can have some. All right. Okay. Okay. I I need to run back. There's a lot of people coming in for. Pre- oh boy. All right. I'll, I'll see you later. Right. And she waves to you and quickly like runs away. Uh, you you know this. Your mother is not is not an athletic person. Um, she you're you're near goods goodies, but not like right next to it. She definitely had to run here. I wonder why. Uh, good relations between the brave beaks and the good family and such. But yeah, with that, um, do you start heading towards the Twin Feathers Tavern? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, and with that, we will jump over to T. 
Tara, you have just finished reading this letter of impending doom. Doom! doom. Oh no, doom. doom. It's employment. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, it's too real. Too as real. soon as you finish, you know, reading this letter, it dawns on you that you agreed on a date for today and you still have the note from Cole Brownbeard as to the details of said date. The Warhammer weighs heavily on your back as you remember this. I see. Imagine that's how you stand up your date. Ooh, sorry, I gotta kill something. <laughs> oh, damn, sorry, like, I couldn't. I really wish I could, but you know, it's a little more pressing to... Yeah. To complete this assassination. So I'm sorry. Will I, just, I be I, able I really to do this assassination and go on the date with the with him? The date was supposed to be morning to like afternoon. So it, oh, you like know, now. there's nothing that says yeah. Uh, like a little bit later than now, maybe. Um, for like you, time wise, it's still yeah. It is soon, but you know, you don't need to really prep or anything like that. You don't really care about this boy. <sighs> Where am I supposed to meet him? Where am I supposed to go? Would you like to look at the note? I would. The note, basically, you know, it's written in a little bit of a messy scrawl. Um, and you, there's some grammatical errors, but you do see that he tried to write in Dwarven for you. Oh, that's thoughtful. <gasps> that's so sweet. But I mean, he should. It's just like... One should be considerate, I guess. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But um, you see that he has detailed a location called Morning Hammy. Um, He hasn't said anything else about it. He just says, Morning Hammy, this time, this place. He details the place to you, and you see that it's not too far from the forge that he works at, the armory that he works at. Um, If you leave within the next few moments, you should be able to get there well ahead of time. Oh, but all my friends are coming. <sighs> Should I stand up the boy? No. It does also say that there will be breakfast. Oh, food. I gotta go. Let's go. So you quickly grab your things. You pocket your rapier. You start heading downstairs. You definitely bump into more than one unseen servant on your way down. But you, at this point, it's just a normal thing. Um, as you go down, you see uh, Tammy kind of serving guests. She looks very surprised that you're there. Um, you see Kugaf and Use doing their regular things to run the, the tavern, um, but neither of them really pays you any mind um, as you dart out the door. Excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry. Excuse you me. do bump into several people. I like to think that Tara also made me kind of like dips a finger into a soup and tastes it real quick on her way out. Ooh. Um, Does she do that? Am I her? Yeah, I guess so. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna, like steal someone's coffee you do take a coffee mug on your way out you chug it before you even hit the door and you put it down on your way out Tammy looks horrified but before she has a chance to say anything you are gone I'll you leave the room yep as <laughs> is the way of Terra battle cry so as you are on your way you you know you see the morning of uh, Kalawek it's very actually it's actually quite pleasant there's a lot of people walking around with breakfast in hand drinking various liquids whether that be water tea or coffee 
there are quite a bit of working class in the northern end of Kalawek, so you pass a lot of people that, you know, seem very solid to the earth. Um, but after a little bit of walking, you arrive at, presumably, the Morning Hammy. There isn't actually a sign for this place. Uh, it definitely seems very hole-in-the-wall adjacent. Um, you see there are a few shorter folk that are here um you see two halflings two gnomes and oh my god is that a dwarf um oh he's here already would you like to roll perception or would you like to just walk up to the person no roll perception oh it's a three you can't make heads or tails of it if this is a dwarf you've met in the past. I mean, it's a dwarf. We're above ground. There's like four of us. Yeah, yeah. You assume that it's Cole. Uh, do you approach? Oh, no. No, I need a breather. Let me, let me give myself a little pep talk here. All right. You can do this. You can do this. You fulfill your word. You fulfill your promises. You do what you say you're going to do because he gave you weaponry and we like weaponry. Yeah, look at this. I'm going to look down at it. Nice and shiny. Mm-hmm. Yep, you like it. Yes. <sighs> here to go. Here to go and you're going to be nice. <sighs> All right, now I'm going. Okay. You walk up to him. He is, uh, as a matter of fact, as you walk up to him, he has just finished ordering and it dawns to you, you're still early. Which means, and you do see that there's quite a long line. This boy has been here for a while waiting in line to order food, so you wouldn't have to wait. My displeasure comes from the fact that I don't want to like this boy. Fair. Um, As you approach, he finishes picking up the food and turns around. You see he's looking very, very concentrated, but you do see deep fat sock like fat pockets under his eyes he does not look like he's gotten much sleep um he kind of walks away muttering to himself looking at the ground you see he has a he has a strange new new bag at his side that he didn't the other day um but he holds these two paper bags filled with presumably delectable food and doesn't really notice you as he's walking just kind of muttering to himself is he i'm gonna let him pass me unnoticing if he does he does not notice you. He had told you to meet here maybe like 15 to half an hour after the time that you have arrived. Sick, yeah. I'm going to let him totally pass me, and now can I see if I can hear what he's muttering? Can you go ahead and give me a stealth roll? And not. Yeah, I just rolled a three again, so yeah. Three plus two is five. So as he's walking, what I'll say happens is you try to kind of come up behind him and hear what's going on, what he's mumbling to himself. And what you do hear is, oh, will she like it? Ah, I don't. Ah. But as you're approaching him, you flat tire him. You step on his heel as he's walking and he almost eats shit. And he kind of quickly turns around like, ah, oh, oh. Uh, hi, uh, hi, hi. Uh, sorry, hi, sorry uh, there. I didn't mean to. Um, no, trip no, you. no. It's fine. It's fine. The food is still, is still, is still hot and warm. Um, I, uh, I didn't think you were coming so early. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I made my way over from, um, from closer than I anticipated. Okay. Um, uh, do you wanna? There, there's some benches over there. Do you wanna? Do you wanna sit and have some breakfast? 
Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, um, let's eat. Yes, uh, he guides you over. You see he has two paper bags, um, and you walk over. There's, uh, unoccupied benches. You see, awkwardly enough, there are more benches that kind of round out the street, and a lot of the other ones have what looks like some form of couples, whether they be first-week girlfriend-boyfriends or, you know, people that have been together for a long time. You get the sense that he chose this place intentionally in some way, shape, or form. There are, however, also a lot of shorter people around. This looks like a pretty short race-based area, so to speak. Um, there's a lot of gnomes, a lot of halflings. It's for the little people? And uh, it's kind of like an ethno-burb in a way. There's a lot of... Uh, I mean, you see the occasional like taller person, but there's, there's an, a, a disproportionately high number of gnomes and halflings compared to what you're used to. Granted, there's still not really any dwarves, just the two of you, but, you know. Um, as you sit down, he eagerly and quickly, almost tearing the bag that it's in, kind of takes out and shows you what he has ordered. Um, he has gotten ham and cheese breakfast sandwiches with a side of tater tots. He hands that it to you. So uh, he kind okay. of, you know, so takes it hungry. out of his own bag to show you. I, um, I, I, I got us, I got us the same thing. Uh, you know, just their standard breakfast stuff. Um, it's a ham and cheese breakfast croissant sandwich uh, in a side of uh, potato uh, tater tots. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know if you'd like them, but you know, um, if not, oh, we can go somewhere else if if you want. Um, no, no, it's I, um, I've. Uh, have I tried a ham and cheese sandwich You have never before? heard of a ham and cheese croissant sandwich before. Oh, um, yeah, I'm just gonna, uh, I don't, if, uh, I mean, I'm open to, um, and then what do they look like? They are these wonderfully pillowy bread thingies that look like they are having like an infinite Ooh. loop and they have been sliced in half and inside there is melted cheese and a fat stack of what can only be meat. Yeah, I think I'm going to try one. You take a bite, and this tastes honestly kind of delicious. It's strange how much this meets the palate for a dwarf. You get the feeling that a lot of effort was really put into choosing this spot because in the depths, you guys don't have many seasonings except for rock salt, which means a lot of your food is naturally very salty. And a lot of the food above ground has been salty, granted, but not quite on the level of salt that you're used to. This, however, has been salted splendidly. It really is a similar palate. It's still a little undersalted for your taste, but it's the closest that you've been thus far to truly being salted enough. Um, and as you are thinking this, you see that he pulls out a little pouch and puts three fingers in and drizzles a little bit of some fine white rock salt like material on his croissant and continues munching before with a full mouth goes oh wow um <clears throat> i uh i i <clears throat> i didn't know if you would want any rock salt with your uh but i i brought some my can i be honest with you <laughs> Sure. I told my brother I was going on a date, and he he may have ratted me out to my dad, and they both had a lot of, and he puts his fingers in an air quote, 
suggestions about what to bring. Um, but they said that you would like salt on your food. Like more rock salt. That's a uh, pretty good advice, actually. Oh, good. I thought I was being weird. And I'm going to put three fingers into his bag unconsensually. <laughs> and... <laughs> and, um... Take out a little sprinkle of salt and put a little sprinkle of salt over my sandwich. It makes it taste that much better. And as you guys are enjoying your breakfast sandwiches, um, he explains to you his plans for the day. So, um, there's a, a new thing that opened uh, not too far away. It's um, uh, uh, some of my customers told me it's called a, 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 a destruction room um, they, they basically paid a mage or a wizard or, or some shit like that to to um, to make rock constructs for people to pay money to go beat up um, I, I you know if you want to do something else uh, we could do that too but I, I thought you would have a lot of fun with with smacking rock, rock constructs uh, for like an hour or, or so Although that does sound like a lot of fun, I actually have a a work work today, so maybe maybe we could do that soon. He looks so sad by this, but he uh. quickly perks up. Okay, um, that that's fine. So, just just breakfast then. Just just breakfast for for now, okay. Okay, I mean, th- no, no, that, that that's that's totally fine. I I get it. You're you're busy. Uh, I, yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, Why don't we talk more about you? Uh, what uh, what uh, what about me? <laughs> um, well, I'm of the the the. Uh, he he thumps his chest in a way where you you can tell his his older father has probably his father has probably done this before but he him trying this as a scrawny like young dwarf looks really pathetic but he tries to thump his chest Mm. and in in a sign of like uh dwarven like uh virulence and strength and it looks so cringy and sad with his small ass frame he just goes i'm um i'm i'm you know young youngest of the the brown, uh, the brown beard family, uh, good at working metals and, and ore. Sounds lonely. Uh, I mean, there's, you've seen, there's not many dwarves above ground. I, uh, I don't remember when I was below ground. I only really remember life above, um, I know it may have been rough for you, but I actually wanted to ask about um, how life was like below ground, because the sun hurts, you know, and it feels weird not seeing other people that look like us. Well, I can't say I miss it all that much. When the, the day I left, there was a minor cave-in, and um, the first time I saw the sun, I felt something I had never felt before. It was a burning, stinging, beautiful feeling, like being electrocuted by life. And I knew I had to get out of there. 
I just couldn't breathe my... I don't know. My entire world was centered around the fact that my life was gonna suck. My life was gonna be shit with me and my siblings living under a rock forever. So, can't say I tell you fun tales about what it's like under there. I can tell you some cool things, though, about people I've never met. So there were these people once, right, who used to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the depths. They were these warriors, these soldiers, and they used to fight monsters. My, my siblings and I used to talk about it when we were, you know, trying to go to sleep at night and telling scary stories. He, he looks awestruck by this and he kind of leans in a little bit more you do see funnily enough some of like the the corner there, there was a little bit of sauce on the uh the the ham and cheese croissants a little bit of sauce kind of dribbles oh. out of the side of his mouth as he's kind of leaning forward he's clearly very very interested in this and as you regale him with tales that you used to tell your younger siblings with that we pan over Using the camera directions again, we pan over to Tucker. You have just finished your breakfast. Mmm, tasty. Oz has kind of closed out the tabs of multiple tables now, and there's only like one or two left, and you actually know them enough. I'll, I'll say from your insight, or your, your, your check earlier, you know them enough. They're not going to fucking just ditch without paying. They come here way too often. So... Oz kind of comes back around the counter and leans in front of you and lowers his head a little bit because he obviously doesn't want clients to know that there might be some weird rat thing in the fucking uh, basement. I uh, I think now might be a good time to deal with the thing. Are you are you good? Do you want some more food? Hmm. Let's get it over with. You say this, um, Oz, Osley, does a deep really really loud gulp and then kind of nods to you okay okay yeah let's uh let, <laughs> let's do this um should I bring anything do you want me to uh... is the door in view of the customer it's not it's behind it's like around the corner from the kitchen essentially it's in the back okay cool I want to take out my rapier and my dagger and prepare a reaction in case something attacks me okay. to hit it back fair enough so you take out these weapons. Uh, Oz looks a little bit excited, actually, about seeing you take out your weapons. You don't really do this in front of him, but he quickly steals himself, remi- remembers the the seriousness of the situation, and just go nods to you. Okay, okay, let's uh, let's let's. Are you ready? Okay. He walks behind the counter, kind of does a quick nervous nod and wave to the group of people that are have been waiting um and leads you behind the kitchen you see that there's various place uh kind of things where he's been cooking and such but eventually he leads you to a trap door like a latch he pulls up the latch uh grabs a torch that he has lights it with the flames of um whatever he's been using to cook and then starts to lead you down the steps as a reminder um the area underneath the Madeline barrel there before Oz even bought this place, there was kind of a small room underneath the actual establishment that could be accessed using these, this, the strap door. Um, it's a fairly small space, but ever since he moved in, he's been kind of using it as storage space for potatoes, 
mostly just potatoes considering his restaurant kind of specializes in it um and he's been going down there occasionally to kind of uh to get supplies and go back up um the the cooler climate of this room makes it so that you can keep certain vegetables there for longer than they would stay in terms of their their shelf life from above ground however um occasionally rats would find their ways into this room there's a a few kind of um pipes and such that he never quite dealt with properly um he doesn't really know what they do so he never really messed with them but occasionally you think that it's due to these pipes rats would end up in this room um and he would ask you to deal with them you don't really complain ever just because you know even though it's probably a pretty simple fix to just cover up the pipes because of the fact that uh you know he tends to be a lot more lenient with rent with you when you deal with these things for him and he doesn't seem to mind you don't seem you don't really mind so it's a mutually beneficial relationship um that being said these uh part of the reason why you let these little pipes exist is because of the fact that they're little they're small creatures that are larger size can't come in it's not like you're going to come down here and just see an alligator or anything like that but as he lights the torch closest to the entrance of the trap door and then lights the other one giving you pretty good visibility of the room outside of the dark spaces around the the shelves in which he keeps a lot of his supplies you get the feeling that maybe keeping those pipes closed was a better option why don't you give me a perception check as you go into this room Ooh, 17 plus four is 21. A 21. You are just able to catch in the darker part of the room a diseased looking rat with diseased looking skin and boils all over it, kind of skittering between some of the shelves in which Oz keeps his supplies. As you kind of narrow in on this, you f- distinctly feel Oz kind of tapping you on the shoulder very gently and being like, I'm, um, yeah, I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to be upstairs, all right? Yeah, go ahead and go up. You say this to him, and he goes up the stairs and closes the trap door behind you. It's openable from this side, but for a creature that doesn't have the intelligence to to handle a latch, it'll keep them in here, obviously. He does this every time, even when it's been just like tiny little puny city rats, so you don't really think much of it. But how would you like to approach? Uh, My first question is, what happened to the torch that he was carrying? He did leave it with you, I'll say. He handed it to you. There's more uh, torches that can be lit on the far side of the room that would... Well, I'm already double-handing my weapons. I'll say he put it at your feet, then. Does it light up the whole room? Nope. There are two stationary torches that he has already lit by the entrance that light up quite a bit of the room. There's only a little bit of a far corner that he can't light from his uh, POV. Like, from, from the entrance of the, the actual place? And I just see the one rat? So, you're able to hear... You were able to hear and briefly see a little bit of the rat earlier. However, you are not able to keep eyes on it because it did go towards one of those shadowy corners of the room. However, with how it acted, you don't think that it really noticed you guys 
either necessarily. And as you're standing here with your earlier perception check, you hear munching noises, eating noises. Can I start by kicking the torch towards the opposite side of the room so it'll light those two corners? Yes. You kick the torch with your big stubby foot towards the the two unlit corners. It rolls and bounces down the, the steps all the way to that corner and reveals... As I had mentioned earlier, a extremely diseased looking rat with boils all over. You see that as it turns with its strangely red eyes without irises, it has been feasting on the bodies of other smaller rats. <laughs> and you distinctly recognize this as an infernal rat, not a normal oh. rat. This is an infernal rat. Okay. Go ahead and roll initial. Or fucking initial. initial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see Fuck what off. my name is today. Initials are seven. Okay, this thing has a plus zero. I may have rolled a nat one. Oh. Um, Does that mean I get an extra turn before it goes? <laughs> uh, um, no, but what that does mean is that the DM has to take a shot at the end of the session. Um. You are able to catch this infernal rat off guard. That is your turn. It is 15 feet away from you, down the steps. It looks startled. What are you going to do? Uh, Do I know any relevant information about infernal rats to this fight? You know that they normally stay in a fucking barrier for rat races. You've never actually fought one in person. Oh, is this like one of the ones that Davina was betting on? Exactly the same. Oh, Gross. oh, one of those. Um, in that case, I would like to, uh, since I've got the drop on it, can I pull out my short, short bow? Yeah, short bow and fire a, sh- and fire a shot at it from range. You can if you'd like. I will say because I rolled a nat one on initiative for it. I will say that. You will not get a surprise round, but it is surprise, so you can roll this with advantage. Okay. And if you hit, this will count as a sneak attack. Rolling to hit. That's a 14, and advantage, nat 20. Eric, you're a fuck. Uh, Go ahead and roll... Hold up. (laughs) Wait a minute. How many dice do you roll? This means I crit, right? Yeah, go ahead and roll 66 plus two. What? Whoa. Oh, this poor rat. (laughs) Yeah, this rat is about to get somebody. I don't have that many dice, so I'm just going to roll this one six times. Can I just roll for you? Tell you the numbers. Here's what 66 of damage sounds like, guys. Fuck, dropped one. Um, let's see, so that's three plus three, nine, ten, fifteen, seventeen. Seventeen plus two, that is nineteen damage. Wow. This poor rat. Alright, can I describe how I do this? You can, but here's the thing, Eric. It's still alive. How much alive? Quite alive. You notch this arrow in your fucking shortbow as you pull it back to the full extent that a shortbow can be pulled back and you eye this rat as it just 
nibbling on the the corpse of one of its fallen and you let the arrow fly and this arrow splinters through the rats like midsection spilling guts onto the floor but you see that this doesn't finish the demonic rat the infernal rat it gets up from its position chews off the arrow at the tip pulls it out and looks to you this is the metalist rat i've ever heard ah. of Prepare reaction to flee. <laughs> that was just your action, but the latch is closed for the place. Would you like to hide? Yeah, I'd like to use my cunning action to attempt to hide. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. I'm assuming that you're running around the corner and trying to press yourself against one of these shelves. Yeah, I'm just finding a, a dark spot somewhere in the room. Um, because I assume that the sound of the short bow made like gave it a little bit of a hint so i want to move to a different position in the dark you were in the light earlier and do it quietly oh well then get into the dark yeah go ahead 15 plus stealth six is 21 cool so you press yourself against one of these shelves uh strangely enough you're able to fully just kind of disappear from a normal creature's view um on the rat's turn it's going to it saw the direction you ran so it's going to run towards where you were and i will make a perception check for it um it does have dark vision and it does have an ability called keen smell so it's going to sniff out where you are um i'm going to roll with advantage that being said its perception bonus is only it's a zero so it needs to actually get a nat 20 to to notice you but it runs around the corner and is directly in front of you sniffing the area trying to find you he is still in stealth against the uh, the 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 shelf with potatoes pressing against a shell, but um, I'm gonna roll to see because this this creature needs to get a nat twenty. That's not one. It's a nat six. Oh. oh. Um, that was with advantage. That doesn't count okay. for the shot counter. Um, but no, this. I thing, know. I know. We know. This Ooh. thing isn't able to spot you. Um, that is back to you, Tucker. That switch to dagger and rapier. How far is it from me? Within five feet. It is right in front of you, but it cannot see you because of your high stealth roll. Okay, then I would like to do a double attack on it. Cool. Uh, roll your first attack. These The first attack will be with advantage because you're coming out of stealth to stab it. <clears throat> the first attack is rapier. Then it's going to be dagger. That is a 12 plus four to attack is 16. I did mention it's with advantage because you're coming out of stealth. Oh, that's right. Three, so 16. 16 hits. Um, go ahead and roll that's 1d8 plus 1D8. Th- 2d6, I believe. Is it? That's a six, five, five. That's 16 plus two. So six plus five plus five plus two. So 18. Yes. Absolutely finish this infernal rat. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And I couldn't roll this way against Chazdik? Oh, alas. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I quietly draw out my dagger and my rapier as I'm eyeing it down, 
I leap forward and stab both of them into its body, lifting it up off the ground, and then pulling each of them opposite directions to rip it to shreds. Jesus, you vivisect this infernal rat. Um, you stab both piercing weapons into it and rip it apart from the fucking middle of its abdomen. And as its blood splatters on the ground, you feel a tad queasy. Huh? Why? With that, we will Perception. flash over to <laughs> Davina. Davina, you have been walking. Uh, you've been walking Cody for a little bit now towards the Twin Feathers Tavern. Cody, ha- you guys have gotten many, many looks at this point from people. Mm, what's new? Yeah, honestly. You guys have gotten many looks, but you kind of just mostly ignore them. Cody looks very happy. At one point, he did sniff a butterfly before just completely eating it fully. Wow. Just everything is food, I guess. Just one chomp and gone. Eat now, ask questions later. Yeah. So you start heading towards the Ten Feathers Tavern. Is there anything you'd like to do along your way, or would you just like to go straight there? Uh, I would like to eat... One citrus loaf, assuming that you swipe a citrus yes, loaf. Yes, assuming the pile. that there's enough that no one would notice that I took one. You pop open the box. You see that there are 18 citrus loaves here. You take one citrus loaf and you quickly eat it while pocketing the five silver that your father had given you to buy like food. You close it, thinking to yourself, "Hmm, surely no one will notice that there's one citrus loaf missing." Yeah. Like, who would suspect? Like, it wasn't me? Cool. You arrive at the Twin Feathers Tavern, um, and you see that the morning rush has died down quite a bit. It's almost noon, as a matter of fact. This is happening a little bit after Tara had already left, so you guys aren't meeting up at this point. However, as you are here, you see... uh, you uh, You bring Cody in with you. There's... A few patrons that look over very concerned and confused, um, but they kind of just go back to their regular meal. Tawny, however, who is manning the door, looks to you and is super excited. Ah! Hi! Ah! Ah! Looks to Cody. Oh my god! It's been so long! What is that? How are you? It really has... I'm really good, Davina. What is that? Oh, that's a new pet. So me and the gang got this, this like really fluffy wolf pup from, um, like this hole in the ground, and we had to kill some bigger ones off to be able to get it. But now he's a part of our family. Isn't that so cool? You see, as you're doing this, Cody is kicking his ear, trying to get rid of like some itchiness. Mm. Um, um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, oh, that's good. Uh. Ooh, he's just a little bit, a little bit scary. Can I, can I pet him? Yeah, you can pet him. She approaches, um, Davina, give me an animal handling check. Actually, wait, hold up. I'll roll an animal handling check for, for Tawny. Are you going to give her the help action? Yes. So she's going to roll a animal handling check with advantage. I will tell you right now, she has a plus one to wisdom, uh, to, to animal handling, and this is going to be a DC 12 check. That was a two. <laughs> and that was a six. Um, as she tries to pet Cody, Cody <laughs> snaps out and tries to take off a few like limbs from her finger. Tawny quickly poses. Actually, hold up. I'm going to roll an attack roll for, for Cody. 
I wrote a nat one. Um, Cody fully almost swallows his tongue and misses, but Tawny quickly like darts back and gets behind the counter. Oh yeah, I forgot to say he might bite, but like nobody's really died from him yet, so I don't think it's like that much of a problem. Okay, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm just gonna stay over here if you don't mind. Okay. Then. Oh right. So uh, um, my mom wanted me to give you these um these citrus loaves and i definitely didn't take one here okay i think dad was asking for one of these earlier actually so yeah sure um i'll just pass these back to him when he's back up at the front okay they're really good by the way oh uh, yeah i i know yeah, I not, know, not that i, I took one myself but like yeah just so you know no no you definitely didn't hey girl yeah <sighs> Dad's been pushing me to to do stuff again. You mean like do more magic? Yeah, yeah, I I She leans in. I accidentally casted a spell the other morning and he's been really pushing me to enroll in school. Oh to man, be a wizard why, like mom and dad. Why does he have to be such a downer? You know, a good mom and dad are supposed to make are, are supposed to support their kids in doing what makes them happy. And and magic just makes you grumpy and frustrated and and doesn't make you feel like one you wanna dance around, so I don't think they should push you to do something that you don't want. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I actually learn how to use it, I, I don't know. What is it that sounds thing like that that you really enjoy, that you're really good at. I mean, makeup. Yeah, your dad should support your makeup stuff, and you'll be like the best makeup in the world. You really think so? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll probably bring that up with him next time. Then it's just. I don't know, Davina. I sometimes think maybe, maybe if somebody told me how to control these, this, this stupid magic, maybe I'd be able to not do it randomly, you know? But why do you have to control it? What's so bad about just being free and, and just expressing yourself the way that you want? You see at this, Tawny stretches or like extends her, her still developing wings a little bit and kind of looks at them and then turns back to you and nods. You know, I think, I, I think you're right. I just need to let my wings grow a little bit. Yeah, you go do that. Do what makes you happy, okay? <sighs> okay, okay, okay. But uh, anyways, yeah, I should probably get those citrus loaves to dad. And um, I think your friend stayed here last night. <gasps> oh, Tucker or Tara? Who was it? Uh, the short, angry one. Oh, Tara. Is she here? Can I see her? No, she, she like, left in a super big rush earlier. I don't really know why. She paid for, like, a, like three or four nights, I think, but she just ran. I, I, oh. I'm super confused. Maybe but. she just really wanted to see me again so we can go play and, like, Roll around in the grass and stuff? I gotta go find her. Okay, um, yeah, feel free to stop by any time. Okay. You start heading out looking for Tara, um, and with that, we'll jump over to Tara. So you have just finished telling Cole about a lot of these dwarven heroes and such. You start getting into the lore of the Great Old One, the, the omnipotent, like, the omnipotent creature 
that occupies the deepest level of the depths. The reason why people don't go in the water and just follow it all the way down. The creature that whispers in the ears of those that are too zealous with their exploration. And as you're talking about this, you turn to Cole and Cole has been surprisingly attentive and interested. You, uh, you get the sense that his dad doesn't really tell him much about the deaths but as you're having this discussion you finish telling him about this hero of legend um he kind of pipes up and just with very excited eyes goes yeah 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 that uh, wow that sounds so so cool i mean imagine just exploring mines and and traveling and going with friends and... Yeah, it sounds cool until you're trapped down there. It sounds cool until 12 of you have to live in one cave for the rest of your life. It sounds cool until it's your entire world. I... Yeah, I guess... I guess that's fair, huh? I mean, hey, Tara, at least you're... You're, um... You're above ground now. You're, you're making your way. And I'm glad that's a choice that I got to make. That's a choice that a lot of dwarves don't get to make for themselves. A dwarf, a choice you didn't even get to make for yourself. That's true. Uh, you see that these words have had a pretty significant impact on him. He's like looking down at his fingers and twiddling his thumbs. Um, and you get the feeling that he has been changed in some way by this conversation with you. Oh. Um, hey, uh, Ter- Tara? Yeah? You, um... You never told me what you do for work, but you asked me to give you a really, really big warhammer the other day, so you don't have to answer this, but do you get in fights and stuff? Do you do you hunt monsters or something like that? I've accepted a couple of contracts, a couple of bounties in my time above ground. It's an easy way to make money. Well, easy is probably not the right word. It is a lucrative business. His eyes light up. Oh, Okay, um, well, I, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never been in a fight personally, but, um, I, I, uh, I made you some, some throwing hammers, um, I was, I was gonna give them to you after we were done with, the uh, the fighting, uh, you know, doing the, the destruction room, but it's alright, it's alright, uh, I, I made you a small baggie of, um, of, 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 uh, of throwing hammers, they're, they're not the most well-made, um, they'll probably honestly break after one or two uses, but I made you a few, um, if it's something you're interested in, or if you like them a lot, I, I can probably make them for you again, and I can give them to you our, our, um, our next date. At this, he hands you a baggie that has been at his side this whole time, and you feel as he hands it to you the clanging of multiple objects against each other. Do you peek inside the baggie? Yeah, I'll take a look. You peek inside the baggie, and you see that there are four light hammers that are made for throwing you see that there is a small little latch or like a a kind of a leather latch at the end of each of them in case you want to really build up momentum before tossing it and i will say that each of these i will give you the stats later but each of these can be used as a throwing object that's cool they do look like they are made more so for appearance than they are for practicality but he has detailed to you like he may you know he can make these he can make better versions of these again with more time but yeah what do you think you know 
Why give me such a gift? Are you asking me as the DM? No, I'm just suspicious as a woman. Fair enough. He's like, I should woo her and give her free stuff. And I'm like, what do you what do you want? Go ahead and give me a history check with advantage, because this is about dwarven culture. A fourteen. Holy Hold shit. Let me see what my history is zero. Seventeen. God, uh, a seventeen and at seventeen? Um in your time under the depths. When one was courting a female dwarf, it was pretty standard to give them, like, to shower them in gifts. It's very much like a gift-giving culture, but, you know, it was gifts of those made by your own hands. What kind of catches you off guard is, this isn't a guy that was raised in the depths. As much as his parents and his father and his older brother have taught him, they don't know sh- Like, they definitely haven't imparted on him the true dwarven way of giving gifts and such, and- the other thing, too, is, is that after a dwarf in the depths gives a gift, there is normally a request of like, oh, so are you mine now? Is this enough to garner your time, mm. essentially, to garner your affection, to garner romance between the two of us? He's not asking for that level of stuff. So he might understand part of Dwarven custom of like, oh, when you're interested in a girl, get her a gift. He doesn't understand the rest of it of like, get her a gift and then you can ask her out. He's just like gift okay i make gift it still does <laughs> it's the same thing when guys are like i got you flowers yeah. because you know they say to get yeah flowers. but but the 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 difference i think is is there are guys that are like i got you flowers put out and there's also guys that are like i got you flowers because the internet told me i don't know what comes next this feels more like the i don't know what comes next kind of thing fair i accept your sorry <clears throat> Wow, yeah, I could really throw these around. Thanks. I was, um, I was gonna give them to you after we had done the destruction room where we were throwing the hammers at rock constructs, but, you know, it, it's we can do that another time. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'll let his disappointment be what it is. Um, you know, what prompted you to ask me to go, well, to come here? To come where? out with you i mean together to be honest i wanted to ask you more about your experience in the depths my father took me when we were really young and he's not really you know sharing when it comes to information but i um i get the feeling you don't want to talk about it so i thought you were a cool person um and i uh <laughs> I don't see many dwarves, and uh, gnomes think we're smelly, and halflings think we're weird, and tall folk think we're children. Um, I was right. You are lonely. Maybe we should start by learning how to be friends. Sounds like you've never had a friend before. I, uh, no, I, I've had, I've had, my, I mean, I have my brother, right? I... <laughs> I, I, I've had friends, I think. But, you know, even if I've had friends before, I mean, a, a new one wouldn't hurt. <laughs> he sounds like he's on the verge of tears. Have I broken this boy? No, you get the feeling that he just doesn't know how to interact with people and he he like the the idea of friends isn't necessarily negative to him it's the 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 thing of like maybe we want to start as friends wasn't the thing that was impactful for him it was a thing of i get the feeling you've never had them (laughs) i do i do get the feeling you've never i get the feeling you're really lonely homie the brutalness with tara is is true um he 
You see him kind of sink a little bit in his position. Uh, you're not wrong. Well, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Maybe we could throw some of these around sometime. Hmm? Go to that destruction room? Go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, I like the advantages you're giving today. That's nice of you. Feeling generous. Oh, 19. God. 19. Seven. So we go with the 19. Persuasion plus seven. Yeah. He seems... That's fucking persuasive as fuck. He seems surprised by this. Um, I'll say with that high of a persuasion check, you get the feeling he's tried to to ask non-dwarves to be his friends or to go on dates with non-dwarves before, and he's met very, very bad responses in the past. So you just being like, you know, maybe not dating, but, you know, friends. And he's immediately very like upbeat like yeah yeah um yeah no that that sounds that sounds great um we can um i mean you 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 know where i i live and and work um the next time you're free pop by uh i'll start i mean if you think you're gonna use those throwing hammers um i actually could use some lessons would you be willing to teach uh, me yeah yeah d- uh, definitely definitely um be- between uh, you and me i don't tell my family that much but when i get really pissed or when i get really upset i feel that um that door dwarven rage uh from really bad cus mm. uh, really bad customers uh really bad clients i i i actually i normally go to a destruction room and i start just tossing stuff around you know um um yeah i i'd love to do that sometime well this has been nice um but i really of should course, get I, going i'm so sorry for taking up so much of your time i'm sure you're busy um please he he very bodily kind of hands you the bag of uh, of light throwing hammers that he had already shown you before but he now kind of just like drops it into your hands and such i'm uh look if these work for you then i'm i'm happy to make more i'm happy to make better ones i just i thought about it really late last night that you know tara might tara battle cry might like some throwing hammers and i i just started making them really late and and well uh they didn't turn out as well as i i would have liked but if you want me to make them again in the future i can def i can i can definitely make them better for my uh i can't believe i'm saying this for my pride as a dwarf i can definitely make them much better than than these but you know i hope you still like to use them i'd love to thanks cole and with that i'd like to leave he beams at this as you leave um he just truly looks so happy by this encounter no matter like how friend zony it was um he looks so happy by this um and as you leave where do you head towards by the way I'm gonna go back to the twin feathers. So I'm gonna put all my stuff in my room. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you start heading back towards the twin fe- uh, twin feathers tavern. Yeah. Will I run into a doggy woggy? We will see. Um, but you start chewing at your ham and cheese croissant as well as your tater tots that you had not finished yet. You you are explaining and expositing for quite a bit towards this boy. So you still have a little bit of food left, but you kind of eat and walk, and you know as you're eating and walking, you think. Damn, this is some good fucking food. 
regardless of like you know his intentions he brought you to a pretty good fucking spot for food hell yeah i'll go back um but as you head back towards the twin feathers tavern we will jump over one last time to tucker you pull your rapier and dagger away from the corpse of this infernal rat and you start to feel a wave of nausea overcome you and as you clutch at your stomach your chest whatever trying to kind of think through was it the potatoes was it the sausage what in the world made you feel so gross you in this moment have your vision flash and fade before showing you an entirely different image in front of you you see the bottom half of a face of some creature grinning in an unconceivably irritating way with one of these infernal rats on their shoulder you see magnificent locks you see beautiful robes and yet all of that just pisses you off more about this person all you feel about this creature in front of you is rage and annoyance but not true rage of someone that you hate more that someone that you see as a comrade and you tolerate but that gets on your nerves way too often and as soon as you're able to recall this strange image that prompts from you killing this infernal rat it disappears and your brain is unable to reconnect the images you're able to remember horns the smile the robes but not all at once not enough to formulate a picture of what this person may have looked like hmm well i'm gonna clean up the rat body (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure how to interpret that vision because while the last one was clear you know, armory blowing up and we were working on dynamite. This one's a bit more vague with just a annoying face, annoying rich face with pet rats. So as you walk up the stairs, severed body of the infernal rats still on your weapons, that is where we will end for today. Ooh, very strange. Cliffhanger. I'm very proud of Tucker though. He's had some very bad fights and he finally had a good one. <laughs> I think it's hilarious how Tucker is like, I'm a master assassin. And then he meets two teenage girls and he's like, what the fuck happened to <laughs> my skills? And then the moment he starts doing something again, you guys aren't around to I see it. I think it's those disadvantages. As long as you don't have those, you're pretty chillin'. Maybe. I was exhausted for like five million episodes. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. You were rolling a disadvantage for the life of you. I'd get a nat 20 and then Jonathan would be like, uh-uh. Roll again. Roll again. Get a seven. <laughs> Which reminds me, I think I got two nat 20s this episode. Yeah, you rolled really well. And I got a nat one. Which means two shots for Jonathan and all right, one all right, all right, for the rest all right, all right, of us. So I see we're on the... Hey, 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 hey. Hey now, yeah, hey now. <laughs> this is what dreams are made of. Oh, oh no, I'm. I think I'm with Michelle. I'm. <laughs> hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. I oh, God. personally am willing Look. to negate one for one, so Jonathan only has to do one shot. Oh yeah, I'll pay. Which one. means you don't have to take any, huh, Eric? Oh, yeah, that does work out well, that way, doesn't I'll it? I'll take a shot. And Kylie and Michelle don't have to do anything either, huh? 
Yeah. Yeah, I would sooner take two shots and have you guys suffer with me than just take one shot and have you guys just watch and laugh at me the whole time. So, you know what, assholes? <laughs> We're all in this together. Before we get to the drink punishments, um, or rather, honestly, benefits slash rewards, um, do you guys have any questions for me? How did you feel about doing a separate doing us separately (laughs) (laughs) well jonathan guess the cat's out of the bag now (laughs) polyamory for the win (laughs) doing separate parts how was it for you (laughs) did you enjoy that Um, as much as i did michelle shut the fuck up um, I feel like I don't want to do that too often. Um, just because of the fact that I feel like it bogs down an episode a little bit. Like we didn't actually accomplish that much for how long we recorded, for example. Um, yeah. not as much happens when you go through character per character per character interaction, but I think it's fine occasionally. I would agree with that. I think that it's harder for the rest of us to engage while the person is doing their one-on-one. So we don't get as much of like the group interactions and like the group laughing and stuff. Yeah. But otherwise, I think, I mean, I think it's fine otherwise. Do you guys have any other questions about the campaign before we take these punishment shots slash spliffs? Mm, No, I'm just ready to blow up some rich boy. In which case, um, I have two shots to take here's a uh, uno uh and I'll, I'll, I'll you guys each have one to take right whether it's a blowy or a sucky i gotta go get something um i'll do my solo one first and then we can all take one together yeah how does that sound good wait no no take the take 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 yours with everyone you guys owe me one and i owe you two all right this doesn't count as drinking alone by the way because i have friends on the other side of the pacific ocean i got friends on the other side way down under way down under way down under way down under I got friends six feet down. Oh, shit. I got friends with the thorniest crown. Are we ready? Who are your friends? Okay, ready? Everyone (laughs) together? Thank you guys so much for joining us at the After Hours Adventures podcast. We have no more questions, no more discussions, and the only thing left is substances, alcohol for myself. So thank you guys for joining us. I will be, I already took my one penalty shot. I still have one more, I believe. Uh, If you disagree, sound off in the comments if you think that your dungeon master should have taken more shots. Um, But everybody everybody will be joining me for the second one, I believe. Am I right? Sadly. Ah, uh, I may have beat you to it. God damn it. All right. Well, regardless, cheers. Cheers. Woo. Shit. Your uh, arm is a glass whiskey. Thank you guys for joining us. And um, good night. Good Woo. night. Uh, see you guys.